Alright, I got a log line for you. Yeah? Two men, one Henry, one handsome. Discuss how to write goodly and well. Welcome to the writer's room. Everybody and welcome to the writer's room. Uh, my name is Jared No. Garriga. Um, and with me always is the good old Henry <laughs> O'Brien. <laughs> so weird. I've never been on this side of an intro. Yeah, ever. never really. Ever. Yeah. How did it feel? Weird. <laughs> I was just it? like, I should be talking. I should be talking. Why are you, are you not doing? Why are you not talking? Um. Episode eleven. I, yeah, good old one one. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's do it. So I'm actually going to keep an eye on the timer this time because episode ten just kind of went away. Yeah. Uh, first off, Jared, you know, yeah, how you been? You're not in a sh- you're not in a show right now, right? No, but like, kind of working on one, working on another one. Yeah, but you're not. In, it, and not it's in different. It's yeah. different. Oh yeah, You're not it's definitely different. So like, I'm, what... I'm on the other side of it now. Yeah. How do you for a little bit? How does that how does that feel after being in a show for so fucking long? Feels... For literally since January, I've been in a show. What the? F- <laughs> yeah, I went through. Yeah, I went through three shows. Yeah. You have crazy. not had a break from being in a show in ten months. Yep. In Fuck. Ten months. I have not had a single break. And oh my god. Um, it feels good. Um, having a little bit of, I mean, I'm still busy as fuck. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it feels a little bit better because I have like a day off when versus like, I would not have a day off. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I have finally, I haven't been in a show in a, in a year. You haven't been in a show in a year. Dang. Mary Wise is the last one that I worked on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How does it feel for you? It's weird. Yeah, it's we- I feel like if I hadn't had this stuff and like the the company and the creative things, I would have imploded. Yeah. Um, like I just mentioned, I finished the EP. Yeah. Yesterday, because I've like had all this fucking time. I'm just like, what the? <laughs> yeah. You know? It was, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it's but- definitely like it feels good because now I can actually sit down and kind of reminisce a bit on the past year of stuff, like. I haven't been able to, like, when I did Witch, uh, I went right from Witch to Merry Wives, and then right after Merry Wives, I went into Romeo and Juliet, and it was just like, it doesn't seem like a lot of work, but... It does. It, 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 I mean, to, like, someone that doesn't do this kind of stuff, they're, like, only three shows, but it's, like, doing the rehearsal process, and then when you're in a show, now you're learning lines for another show, and doing character development for another show while you're still in a show, and then finally that show closes, and then you start... Really good doing rehearsals for that other show, and then you start doing another show and doing the same thing. And <sighs> do you still love it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't, I, I would you never wouldn't do anything else. No, I would absolutely. That's the fucking crazy thing, isn't yep. it? Like you literally wouldn't do anything else. Yeah, I wouldn't. But it's hell going oh, yeah. through it. It's, it's fucking, a lot it's hell. of work. 
a lot of work balancing work and more work and then also like your personal life as well it's kinda, yeah it's tough it's and tough this, but i mean this yes like, like trying I, to find days where it's yeah just, <laughs> you know everything it's yeah a, so but you, so your life kind of died down all at once really a little bit yeah i mean yeah. i'm still doing a lot of stuff at the game yeah um, i mean obviously but like yeah. at the same time you went from here you know really high up to like yeah so did you experience that crash like was it a Yes, um, but only for a little bit. It didn't. I don't really like sit there and get like. I mean, I get that like post show that post show depression kind of thing, but it only lasts for like a day yeah. for me. Because then after that, like I something inside me is just like, all right, well, audition seasoning is season is coming up yeah. in a few months. I need to crack down on monologue work. I need to do all this kind of stuff. How do so. you find a monologue? Um, just read plays. A shit Free, ton of plays. Shit ton of plays yeah, yeah, I actually have, uh, I also have a, a mentor through the fellowship, and, uh, he sent me, uh, my mentor sent me, like, a shit ton of monologues, and one of them, oh, it's so good. It's such a good monologue. What's it from? Um, oh, let me, let me pull it up. Okay, uh, because I actually have a, so I found the poster. For my senior year show at my high school. Really? Um, because I framed it. Because it was the last moment that I acted before COVID hit. Yeah. Um, literally in February of 2020. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> like we barely were able to do it. Um, and so I, I wanted to, you know, I broke it out. So I wanted to, I wanted to actually show you it so you could see little Twink Henry. <laughs> um, because you're you're not used to it. Uh, yeah, so I'm right in the middle there. I'm Jack in, in Newsies. Holy and shit, you, can see... you look like a new person. <laughs> yeah, I was... I was a different human being. Yeah, you were. Back then. I feel like... I feel like a lot of people have, like, the glow up in high school. Or not even glow up, just they change in high school. Yeah. I kind of stayed pretty relatively stagnant in high school, and then COVID hit, and I just, like... I'm now new. Yeah. Newsy. I'm a new Z. I'm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to show you that. Yeah. Like, you know, I knew we, were, we would be talking about your shows today because holy shit. Yeah. Um, so will you, will you pull that up? Right I also. Okay. You got it. Yeah. What's the, it's uh, what's from Road Movie by uh, Godfred Hamilton. What? Yeah, I've never heard of that in my life. Yeah, you, I mean, did you hear of it before this no, monologue? I've never okay, heard cool. of it. But like the monologue is like, oh my gosh, it's pretty lengthy, but shit, it's so good. Do you want to perform it for us? Today? Uh, uh, sh- I mean, uh, to the best of my ability, <laughs> I haven't really worked on it too much. But all right, wanna, yeah, yeah. All right, you have the you have the floor, sir. Yeah. Huh? I you, got have, you have the floor. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually going to angle my microphone toward you too. Okay. All right. Okay. Wow, this is whew, a lot of pressure. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. <clears throat> um, imagine a big black bird spreading its wings, flightless and dying, but for one brief moment before it dies, it spreads enormous wide wings. One last vast stretch over the sky and the wind and the view over paradise. Now imagine this bird. 
its wings transforming as the last breath leaves, transforms into something solid, black, obsidian. Hard black marble, a folded V here in a green earth, and it is enormous, the size of a legend, and it's engraved in names of pyramids of names, and, and the, they are dead people's names. Tattooed on the wings of the black bird god, this marble bird, this Vietnam memorial. You don't come across it or pass by it. You go into it. It receives you. And, and it builds and it kind of just, it, it builds you. And I wonder, I, I wonder what kind of lord, what kind of god presides over feelings of, like this. And, and I wonder how you ever cope with knowing you've outlived your children. First, it was Vietnam. Then it was our disease. And it's the gay disease. It's, it's, is, of course, it is, of course. Well, isn't it? I thought it was. I, I used to think it was, but now I don't know anymore. All I know is that I would like to see the whole country on its knees thanking us. Why aren't they all? Why isn't everyone offering flowers to a great stone monument, like a great granite volcanic monument like this? Why aren't they crying for us and our disease? A t-shirt slogan. I want a cure, and I want my friend back. Neither of which is going to happen, so we're left with a quilt flapping in the rain. And we're left with a chunk of black granite of grenades, throws, and white house in the White House. And as you walk along this great wall of names, big V, a big black wingspan under the gray Washington sky, sudden shafts of light through the clouds pierce and pin the trees and lawn the monument and the memorial. But this is more than a memorial because this is closer than memory. This is present. This is present moment. And you watch these people, and you cannot, I cannot be moved. This black wall of the dead, dead. And this, this is what I see. A couple, maybe in their 60s, walk up to the wall. He's in a sensible coat against the threat of rain. His wife is gray-haired, groomed, in sensible shoes. And they hold each other. They hold on to each other. Looking searching, looking, and, and I know they are, what they are looking for. They're looking for their son's name. No, they're looking for their son. And as they step forward, he holds her and they find it, a single name among so many living names. And they start to tremble and they hold on to each other. And their boy went away and he's not coming home. And they hold on to each other and it overtakes them and they can't hold back. And they've come to find their little boy. Their little boy whom they have loved through fevers and measles and first days of schools and first dates and can I borrow the car, dad, and remembering Mother's Day with a late bunch of flowers and they loved him and they loved him and he is not coming home. He is, he went away with all of their prayers and is still not coming home and they wonder why didn't he come home? Did I pray wrong? Why him? Didn't God hear? He must have heard, mustn't he? He's God, isn't he? Did I pray wrong? Why did, didn't he hear me and send our son home safe? And I went, and I want a cure, and I want my friend back. And we thought we'd live to be old, didn't we? Oh, shit, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, that was like, whew, 
So I'll be good. honest, I blanked out. Can you do that again? No, no, no absolutely just, fucking not. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, I wanted to, I wanted to show you two things. So, yeah. first off, thank you, thank you. That that I that was the first time I've really actually like I've read it, but like not actually read it, read it out loud. Yeah. So I I wrote a play mm. called Botany mm-hmm. a while ago. I think I've told you about it. It's about a twenty-eight page, one act type cool. of play. Yeah. Um. And I so okay so this is a I want to just put out a trigger warning of of uh, suicide depression um just your friend being hurt um losing something you know loss all this grief I just want to put that out there if you don't want that then Please skip ahead, but um, so in one of the final acts, if not the final, I say acts, but scenes of the of the play, it's the it's the second to last scene of the play where the final scene is just like a brief, brief moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and. John is talking to his best friend Finn about the night that Finn drove drunk and hit a tree and went into a coma for a little bit. Um, he says, you think I'm all talk? Well, I'm not. I've got the tip of this barrel in my fucking mouth at one point ready to just make the pain go away because that's what it is, Finnegan. Pain. The pain knowing that I'll never get to see my best friend again. The, and the fucking pain of knowing there was nothing I could do to stop anything in my life from happening and screwing up the next chapter. You know, I said you are always there when I needed and whenever times got rough. But where were you when my barn burned to the ground? Where were you when you were in the hospital? I thought to wake you up and tell you it was okay that I was okay. But I couldn't. And not a day goes by where I don't see your face laying in that bed with the doctor telling me you weren't going to make it. That was fucking terrifying, Finn. You came back home, and the next time I saw you, I had to introduce myself again. I know your memory came back, but I didn't know it was going to. That hurt. That was the biggest pain of them all, introducing myself to my best friend again. And where the fuck were you then? I don't want an apology. I just want an acknowledgement. I said I wouldn't kill myself because if I did, I'd leave you behind. But I was left behind first. I was 15. No one should go through that at 15. And like, Finn stands up and like does this entire thing. After that, but that's like the, that's like the big, you know, it slowly builds to that shit, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the moment in the play where spoilers, you realize that Finn has never woke up. He never woke up. Damn. Um. And then I have one more 
I have one more thing that I want you to read. And it's of an, one more monologue. It's one of the longest monologues, I'm sorry, okay. that, I, <laughs> that I've written. But I want you to read it because it's a female character that says this. But I wrote a movie. It's about 120 pages long. This is the final monologue of the whole movie. Where the, the character of Ariel is pushed to go all the way to, the, you know, to her father's grave to finally say goodbye. And here she is standing on, like, on top of the grave. Mm-hmm. So, now, when you hand it to you, you just, you know, feel free to scroll. But I have never heard this monologue come out of anyone's mouth. So I'm going to, once again, turn the mic around. Oof. And I'm going to just listen. So whenever you're ready. <clears throat> Oof. All right. Hey, Dad. I think I've practiced this a thousand times, but being here, it's new. I, I got your letter. Read the whole thing. It made me miss you. How did you do that? I don't know why I'm here. I, I met this guy named River who told me this was the way that I could have closure from all of this. But looking at your tombstone doesn't give me the joy I thought it would. You... You fucked me up, Dad. You really did. And all I want and have wanted for the past 10 plus years is to look at you in the eyes and show you that you fucked up by leaving us. I wanted to show you who I was. Who I turned out to be. The real person. Person who you left on that porch. But there you are. All of life's shit finally caught up to you, hasn't it? God. <laughs> If you are in heaven right now, I'm going to be so pissed. You're, you probably got in there for fucking saving Ernie's life. Your last noble act. At least, it was noble. I don't know why I can't just fully be upset with you. I, I want to scream. Set, set fire to your coffin. Dig up the earth that you're buried in and open up that stupid fucking box to shake you awake hey dad i'm here i'm finally fucking here finally able to have your fatherly words of wisdom finally able to punch you in the fucking teeth like you deserve fuck i still love you i hate that i do i hate that after all this i Still wanted to show up and have this all be an elaborate prank. I wanted to show up to my home and see my dad waiting to hug me again. Waiting to tell me that he's sorry and wants to make up for what he did. Waiting to tell me that he's never going to leave me again. Because he loves me. And that's all that matters. I want to be held again. 
I want to know what it's like to be tall and to hug you and to cry into your shoulder when I need you. And I fucking need you. I need you right now. Wake up. Just, just wake up. I, I want you to know that I'm going to be okay. I did what you said you wanted in the letter. I found the one who will stay this time. I found the one who was looking for me this time. And I never knew I could love someone like I do now. I'm sorry we had to meet this way. I'm, I'm sorry I didn't come home. I'm, I'm sorry that I was too mad all these years to come back. But you need to know something. After everything that you put me through, after everything you did and said and abandoned, I forgive you. I do. And you know why I forgive you? Because your jelly bean grew the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard anyone say it. That was the first time, huh? Yeah, that was the first time that it's been read out loud. How'd it sound to you? Good. Yeah? Really good. Fuck off. God damn it. <laughs> Dude, like, I don't know. I. I love that movie. And I haven't even read that in. So long, huh? So long. So long. That was a good monologue. That was really good. Thank you. Emotional. Thank yeah. you. That's, that's the end of like a 110 page Ooh-wee. journey too. So it's like, you know, it it all accumulates to that. And, yeah. Um, you know, I'm also writing a play, like I said mm-hmm. um, to you earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a one act, one person um, kind of thing. You know, um, do you know... Uh, Whoa, what's the what's that play that I'm thinking of? Um just it's a one person play. Yeah. That's all it is. It's one act, one person play, probably like a half an hour to forty five minutes that it will be. But yeah, it's uh So it's basically just one long monologue. Yes. Huge. And there it breaks the fourth wall and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it touches upon very like um I would say sensitive topics or like eye opening topics. Something that okay everyday people um don't really experience too much and it's something that i've experienced my entire life it's based off of me um but um it's pretty cool it's um i named it um no in between um yeah why so um because i'm gonna get gonna get real here i'm gonna Mm -hmm. get real real here um because no matter where i've went i've always been something else to someone meaning what does that meaning like race wise right where i grew up i wasn't white i wasn't colored i wasn't anything i didn't fit in any sort of certain square like my like i would fit in this square right here right i'd try to fit in with like the group so i could pass as white i'm white passing right Um, and I can fit in with this group, but 
I also can't fit in with that group because they're always going to see that there's something about me that's different, right? But I can't fit in with the other group, right? I can't fit in there because they view me as white. So it's like somewhere I'm stuck in the middle. And every time when I meet someone, yeah. so I'm Brazilian. I'm half yeah. Brazilian, half white. And uh, I'm never Brazilian to someone. I'm always a bunch of other things. So it's always my entire life has been other people telling me what I am. And it's basically a play about... What do you... I mean, if you want... I mean, I can. I know we've been doing a lot of reading. Uh, yeah, but, well, <laughs> but like... Jared, take this moment, right? With the people that are listening, because we surpassed 100. Yeah. Um, oh, that's awesome. The other day. Yeah. So tell the people, what are you? I'm me. That's pretty much what um, yeah. I want to say. Um, I don't think, because like I've grown up with privilege, but I've also grown up experiencing like racism and yeah. also had a lot of pushback because of that. Um, like I've been called slurs, like the S slur for Spanish or Latino, uh, Spanish, Latin, like Hispanics, um, the S slur, uh, which I won't say because I'm not Hispanic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, I've been called that, um, just a bunch of stuff. I've been like called like Mexican and all that. And in the play, like one of my nicknames growing up was Speedy Gonzalez, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the Mexican mouse. Yeah. That yeah. doesn't quite. No. no. And then like, there's this guy, um, one of my close, well, close friend, I would say, I've known him for many years, and he actually works, uh, he helped get me the job at the cafe and stuff. He actually performs in Rhode Island and stuff. Um, my friend Victor, actually, mm -hmm. uh, that we mentioned in the last episode. And um, at the cafe, I've been working there for less than a month, and I've already had five customers confuse or compare me to him. Like, say, you guys look alike. You guys are the same. You're this. You're that. <laughs> like, and I'm like, um, we're not the same. You know are, what I mean? Are it's they like, all white customers? Yes, all white. Okay, Every yep. single one of them are white. And they're like, oh, uh, one, of, one of them actually, like, talked to me and was like, hey, Victor, how you doing? And I was just like, um, wrong guy. Do you look alike at all? No, not at all. Awesome. Love that. <laughs> no, like I don't see the resemblance. He doesn't see the resemblance. People that know us don't see the resemblance. But no, other people just walk in everyday life. They're like, "You look like Victor," and I've gotten that since I've known him. Wow. Yeah. And it's not like we spend every waking day together. Like he is, like I think three and a half years older than me. Yeah. So, so it's like it's not like we spend every single waking moment and even together. So then it's even further of a separation. Yeah. Yeah. He's three and a half years older. Like he's, yeah. he probably looks three and a half years older. And the only reason why people think that is because we have similar skin tones. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I here's the thing. So I last year was the first year that I like moved away to be in my own like full house. Um, and went in blind with roommates, right? Yeah. So, and I mean, I'm, you know, I'm growing up white as goddamn snow. Yeah. So I don't really, like, 
every problem I've had mm-hmm. with anything has still been through the lens of privilege. Yeah. Every single one of them. And I know that in my heart. But it wasn't until living with a man with Indian heritage mm-hmm. and who is half black that I really understood what the fuck was going on. Cause yeah. like, oh my god! I was like, I was like, yeah. I mean, of course, people with any darker skin tone than mine experience something, something. Yeah, right. But I, it was truly mind-boggling how blissfully ignorant I was able to be. Yeah, until last year, I was like, what the fuck? And it's like. It's so rooted in people that people don't realize. Like, when those customers come in, this is why I don't get, like, I personally don't get super pissed off about it. Like, I get a little annoyed about it, but, like, I'm not going to be, like, oh, this person's racist racist or a bigot. It's because yeah. they, don't, they don't realize. It's so ingrained in society that they don't realize what they're saying is, is like, can be hurtful. You know what I mean? There's a... And, yeah. and what's also crazy is that, that the small town that I went to high school in, there was, like, in my grade, there was uh, one person, he was, uh, he was half black, half white. And for some reason, people always called me his name and vice versa. And they were like, you guys just look alike or you're similar and all of that. And it's like, that, it didn't really hit me around then that people were, like, comparing us because we're different i'm I'm assuming that's why maybe maybe i don't know it's just a weird thing that why why yeah this? It, it's also it sounds like you two had pretty different skin tones too yes we did yeah like it, it's not even like with like Victor i and you, think where you can kind of see where the bigotry yeah. is rooted mm-hmm. like but, where the ignorance is rooted not bigotry because they're not being intentionally assholes but like where the ignorance is rooted like you can kind of see where they're coming yeah. from and be like, okay, well, it, you know, it sucks that this is that I have to deal with this shit, but like, I get it. But that one, yeah, nothing, nothing. The only <laughs> thing that you could theoretically say like we're similar in is that we both have curly hair, but his hair was tighter curls, and yeah. mine are looser. So it's like you can't really even compare that. Yeah, it's like it's like there's no comparison. So like you at both all. had brown eyes, I guess. Yeah. that's it that's it 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 was but it was always it was an everyday occurrence it was always like hey so-and-so and and i want to yeah i don't know it was just like what (laughs) how how do you get us confused every every single teacher that we had if we were in the same class like it was just it was a struggle it was a struggle i think i think inherently the way that the white mindset has been developed and I'm guilty of this too, obviously. I've tried to cognitively not do this, but fuck it, it's in my... It's in, like, the my psyche at this point. Yeah. Like, I don't even... Again, I don't intentionally do anything out of, like, malice or anything, but I'm sure I've done shit. Mm. But I think that our mindset, as in, like, all white people, are like this is the box you go in. This is the box you go in. This yeah. is the box you go in. This is the box. So like, yeah. so like, I think that the reason why you were related to that kid at all, um, was just like that's a different thing. Yeah, there we go in the same box. Yep, 
because everything, if I can put it in a box, is less it's, scary. Yep. Yeah. And it's <sighs> it's, it's weird. It's crazy. I would have never like, thought that you would have experienced that. Though. Yeah, my entire life. That's entire life. It's been like that. It's it's yeah. <laughs> would you be and performing this, or would you? My my plan is it? um to perform it. Um, okay. so I have in like so the notes. Would you like write, direct, and yeah, do yeah, it? yeah. So it would be like be, a, it would be like a solo job. Yeah. Yep. So like what I have like for like character it's characters I have just me or you if this story resonates with you. Uh place and time here and now in a room nothing too complicated a chair TV tray guitar maybe some nerdy stuff like comic books Pokemon cards lay around but also books and clothes and some other stuff that litter the stage kind of like a young adult room of someone trying to hold on to a sense of their childhood or innocence or better yet someone who's just trying to be them true selves throughout the play you'll know what else is needs to be said is that dialogue that you'll say at the start? no that's just the notes if like someone else were to perform this but i have specifically only if you resonate with this because i don't want a white person can't do this. Someone yeah. who's fully white can't do this because it's like, come on. Yeah. It's because then it comes off as making fun of it. Yeah. yeah. Like it's which, kind of a, yeah. It's which like a, the show is kind of written as some sort of like comedy, but it also has a lot of, but I have it like that because you don't want to just start off a play and be like, I'm blaming you. I'm doing all of this. You you, you want to ease people into it. You know what I mean? Also, it reads as a comedy as long as it's coming out of your yeah. mouth. Yes. Yes. If it was <laughs> like, coming out of someone else's mouth. It's coming out of my mouth? Yeah. Not a fucking insulting. comedy. It's that's just a that's just a show. Like But and it also has its like dramatic undertones. Like I can So it's like this is stage directions. Um an uh, intro to a song plays, light go up dimly on a young man. He sits slouched in a chair. He has, he has a cigarette in his hand. It's lit, but he doesn't smoke it yet. He's, take, he's taking in the instrumentals. The light grows brighter as lyrics start to play. The young man gets up out of the chair into his radio and flicks it off. It's silent. The silence is important. The young man finally takes a big puff out of the cigarette. He coughs, and then it goes into dialogue. Were you a smoker? You want me to just read this first part? Yeah, just it's, it's so coughs. <coughs> Shit. <coughs> Whew, damn. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I I know. I I know what you're thinking. I, I barely even smoked the thing. I, I just wasted ten dollars. What was the point in that? It it was fake, alright? I just wanted to see what the appeal was. There is none. But no, I, I actually, I wanted to try it because, let me tell you, shit has been stressful, and I want to find a way to kind of cope with all of that stress, you know, light up one of these bad boys, lean up against the wall and blow off some steam, you know, except I used a fake one because, well, because I don't want to deal with all the addiction on top of all the other shit. You know, actually, ex- speaking of cigarettes... There, there was once this kid that I mentored, and uh, I remember one day in October, you know, a day when October you actually had to wear jackets because it was actually chilly outside, right? So, so I asked this kid, because it was Halloween, was right around the corner, you know, I asked him, what's your favorite candy? And, you know, uh, and, and you want to know what this kid said to me? Candy cigarettes. 
candy cigarettes candy fucking cigarettes i can't make this shit up when i asked the kid why he said because it's cool <laughs> it's cool you want it to be like the older kids like the adults that's cute I just, I couldn't help but laugh, like, all right, little man, enjoy your candy sticks. But then Halloween came, and it went, and just like any other day, after about a week or two, I saw the kid. I asked him if he enjoyed this can his candy sticks, and you want to know what he told me? He told me, nah, they smell too bad. Smell too bad? Man, I thought to myself, is this kid lighting up pure sugar? Like, no shit, it's gonna smell bad. But before I could say anything, he told me that he saw his old man smoking one of them. Except it wasn't just one or two, it, it was three. And, and you know, this kid, he wasn't stupid. He put the pieces together. Why was it that he could only have one piece of candy a night, but his old man could have three? He didn't think it was fair, but I explained to him that they weren't candy sticks. He looked all confused, like, what the fuck was I talking about? I told him that they were cancer sticks. Now, I'll be the first to admit that I shouldn't be telling a kid that his dad is smoking cancer, but I say it how I see it. I said to the kid, you love your old man? He nodded. Of course he did. Why wouldn't he? I want you to take those sticks and break them. Break them in half into a million pieces. And throw them to the ground, stomp on them a few times. And you know what? He did that. And the next day he came to me crying, sobbing, because his dad yelled at him. Not because he broke the cigarettes. No. Not because... It's, it was because the kid called them cancer sticks. You see... He yelled at him because people don't like to be reminded that their actions have consequences. They won't, don't want to know how their actions negatively impact not only themselves, but those around them. Because they've, they're just cigarettes, right? And his old man was just stressed out like you and me. If you care to know now, uh, the, the kid's new favorite candy ended up being a Twix. Yeah, not a day goes by where I don't think about the memories of that little boy. Now, he's not dead. No, he's, he's just not here. Not right now. He's just out there, probably running around somewhere in the world. <laughs> running around. Yeah, and then I have more, but yeah. Shit, okay, fuck. Um, yeah, keep fucking writing that. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, so that makes... The, can the, the cigarette makes sense now. Okay. Yeah, it's like... Kind of like, uh, yeah. here's, a, here's something that someone might relate to. Like, you don't like to be told that this thing can kill you. Yeah. You don't like to be told that the, your family hates that you're smoking. That You know what I mean? That You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's something that some people out there can relate to. And it's something it's also, that It's actually, also introducing a concept that, like, other people do not like to be told before you're talking about a story where you don't like to be told a very, very specific thing. Yeah. Um... And now, okay, so all of this aside, <laughs> I know we we've really rambled on. We got, but like, we I got mean, crazy. It has to do with writing, so it does. No, 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 it does. <laughs> I think it's I think it's important, and I kind of want to have more episodes like this. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you do want more of the content that you are uh, that you're having out of Jared, but you're kind of sick of Henry, uh, you should check out. Jared's new podcast with his best friend Autumn called Would You Ever? Woo! It's a brand new podcast where they pick topics, skits, and prompts from a hat and discuss every aspect of everything about them. Join for comedy, tragedy, and more. New episodes are yet to come. Old times, again. And at one point in time, 
Two lifelong friends are nothing but perfect strangers. Sit down in the car or on the couch and join Alina and Julie as they reveal who they are, how they met, and what they've done. On Old Times Again. Let's talk about Old Times Again. New episodes yet to come. And if you are sick of Jared but you want more Henry, you need to check out The Lion's Den. Guys, after a hiatus of about two years, we are back. And on that first episode, we discuss exactly why we took that specific amount of time off. And I won't give too much away, but it's an episode you're going to want to hear. So, Sam and Henry talk TV, movies, video games, and more. They play games, debate nonsense, and shoot the shit. Join us with a new episode starting on the first Thursday of November. Every single Thursday. So, finally, making soup, telling stories, and dealing with everyday shenanigans. Join Morgan Alley in her new podcast, She's Domestic. Start your weekend at home off right by joining ours. A feminist tackling domestic topics and household chores, not because she has to, but because she wants to. New episodes, yet to come. And now we shall go to the part of the show that I've stolen from Would You Ever? Ooh. Where we pick Drum roll, a little thing please. out of a hat here. Yeah, yeah, that's, let's do that. Let's flip them around. I don't want to look at that so the, yeah, shit. Yeah, we don't want to look at Boom. It. Boom. 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 Bada he bing, held bada it up with boom. such triumphant look in his eyes. Yeah. Okay, here we go. So, the chicken sandwich from McDonald's, or the KFC classic chicken sandwich. Alright. I like that. But we're not doing it on the main show. No. No, 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 no. See, if you want to hear what our thoughts about the McDonald's chicken sandwich versus the KFC classic chicken sandwich... You're going to have to go to uh, patreon.com forward slash the writer's room pod. And when you get there, right, you're going to see one. Oh, oh you're going to see a tier. And for five dollars a month, you can get an additional episode a week. That's four a month plus an occasional fifth one, you know, of, and that's for five dollars a month. Right. And. If, again, if you want to hear those kind of episodes, they're like very fun, lighthearted episodes. Um, become a member today. Just do it. You know, you won't regret it. And then uh, in December, if you don't, if you if you're kind of tight on money, um, I know the economy is kind of going in the toilet right now. Um, but for for the holidays, right? If you want to in December, um, how much, Henry? Is it going to be? It is going to be $2 for the month of December for the exact wow. same tier. Wow. That's, that's a steal. That's a gift. That's over half off. Yeah. That's an, ugh, Ooh, beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, once again, if you want all of that, go to patreon.com forward slash the writer's room pod. Awesome. Yeah. That was the I think that was the smoothest we've ever done it. I know, honestly, it really is. Yeah, like that was that felt that felt really good. It did. That felt it, yeah. It did it, it, like I'm ruining it right now yeah, by talking are. about it. Yeah. But <laughs> now next time it's just gonna be jack shit. We're gonna like Yeah, we're just gonna be like just totally forget what the hell we were yeah we were doing on, on this episode and why it why it worked. Um so we wanna move into the 
um, the next topic here, and that's talking about. <coughs> Excuse you. me. Oh, that's talking. <laughs> uh, that is the full. <laughs> Bless you. Um, Stop blessing me. <laughs> so. One of the most important things of a screenwriting journey of any kind or a writing journey of any kind is something called the log line. And we are going to be discussing this for the next little bit of the podcast. So, first off, before you sit down to write a log line, you got to have a concept or an idea. Maybe you even have an episode fully written out. But in order to get that episode written out, you got to get past one major thing, and that's writer's block. Now, we talked about this last time, that writer's block can be solved sometimes by discipline, by discipline. opening the yep. laptop and just doing it. Just doing it, even but, if it's shit. But are there any it. other things that you have found that work to, to combat writer's block? Cocaine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> An old fashioned and a, and a cup of coke. <laughs> uh, a cup. Jesus, that would a kill cup you. Cup of coke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah. Um, another good way. I don't know. Um, hmm. Good way to get out of like out of like the writer's block like a good way to just yeah not to get into it (laughs) (laughs) here's a good way to get into writer's block just do it this is a good way for life to just suck for a while (laughs) um i don't know even like if you really cannot like by any means like pick up that laptop or anything like that like i don't know like pick up a notebook you know like picking up a notebook and just writing some stuff down physically because I don't know. It's just like, even if it doesn't really pertain too much about like the story that you're originally writing, you might find ideas that you might start writing about. Maybe you're writing about a freaking raccoon or something. And then all of a sudden you realize that, (laughs) oh, wait, like this in a way can relate to the story. It it might, it might spark something, you know? Yeah. Maybe it won't, maybe it won't, but it's a chance that you should take. Yeah. Every single thing. I don't know. I've shown you before, like the whole entire seasons one through six of curfew are written out Mm -hmm. in my notebook. That's what I do. I write out everything in my notebook and then go to my laptop and be like, okay, what's good. Yeah. I'll write that in. What's not leave that out. Yeah. One of my favorite things to do in terms of that is get, as you're watching um, TV, everyone or you're watching movies or whatever take a couple of notes just simply about characters or situations that you get you get excited about yeah in terms of like a big moment of character development or something like that because i will sit down and watch one of those and i'm like i want to write i want to fucking write um just watching something so good that just inspires you to just sit down and write something, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of it's kind of crazy that you say like you write stuff down in notebooks because I mean I don't have my writer's notebook here, but I have four different moleskin notebooks <laughs> that I just pulled out of my bag right now. One for every little thing. One's yeah. for directing. One's for like daily stuff. One's for acting. One's for classes that I take, and then I have one for writing ideas. Yeah. Yeah, I have um <laughs> four good old all different colors too. Ready? 
So this one's just labeled film because I bring this one into my film courses because yeah. I want to look like I'm actually doing something. But this is where I have the, the curfew seasons written out. <laughs> and then on top of that, yep. two others. Yep. And then on top of that, there's one in my bag right now. Yeah. So I also have, they're the same colors. <laughs> Wait, that's kind of crazy. They're kind of the same. Or you have a black one. Yeah. I have a. That's my acting one. No, you know, you have a blue one. I have this one. Yeah, that's the only one that's different. Yeah, um, I have a tan one with the, but my little doodles that I do <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but I have so I have a problem with moleskin though. Really? I have a problem with moleskin ne- necklaces. Wow, notebooks. Yeah, because I use them for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But I love the ability to just give it a give it a little <laughs> fold over. Really. And then right from there. I just like the feeling of a moleskin. Oh, I like that. Too. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, in a part of me, I'm a big stationary person. Yeah. I like that a lot. I mean, if, if you feel that, that notebook right there, mm. a little ASMR. Um, oh, gosh, but like, it's, it's yeah. kind of moleskin esque. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it still okay. has the, has the ability to, to do mm. the fold over. So. I don't know. Something about moleskins makes me feel fancier than I am. <laughs> like, what are you running in? I'm running in a moleskin. <laughs> what are you writing in? A 99 cent no Walmart <laughs> notebook? Oh, my God. Yeah, I wish those were 99 cents. Jesus. It was like 10 bucks for all four. And yeah. they were on Amazon. Yeah. And they were Fucking... like, beautiful. Yeah. I love them, though. I love, like, aesthetic shit. Yeah. That is also very useful, you know? So, you know, you got past the writer's block. Yeah. Right? That phase, done. Blew through it. You're done. You're out of it. Here, I'll even cross it off of the topic sheet. Oh, wow. That done. was. We whew. did it. That tickled Which, by my the way, insides. I'm just saying, like, if you list out, like, scenes that you want to write and then you cross them out as you do it, it's, God, it's fucking satisfying. Yes, it really is. Because then you get to look at, look at a thing of just, like, crossed out shit. And you're yeah. like, I did all of this. I did it. I did all of this. We did it. Um, we did it. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did it. <laughs> um, so, and I mean, while we. Well, we actually do this, I'm going to print out two copies of the non-dialogue script. So when I'm talking about all this different shit, right? Mm-hmm. I just want it to be very, very clear that not every single thing that we talk about will work for everyone. And if you find something that uh, you don't, you don't resonate with or something that we don't mention but it works for you let us know let us know yeah, yeah. send us a voice message send us a, a text or whatever i mean i'm always down to try new things you know always yeah, yeah and, so i mean at the very cool. least you'll probably help another person who listens to this yeah so but once you get past that that initial writer's block phase you get into the log line phase now do you know what a log line is not too familiar with it cool a log line, or one word, log line, is a brief summary of a television program, film, short film, or book that states the central conflict of the story, often providing both a synopsis of the story's plot and an emotional hook to stimulate interest. A one-sentence program summary in TV Guide is a log line, mm. right? So, 
let me give you an effective example of a log line. So Star Wars A New Hope, right? <clears throat> when an optimistic farm boy discovers that he has powers, <laughs> he teams up with other rebel fighters to liberate the galaxy from the sinister forces of the Empire. Super basic, but oh, yeah. that tells you everything yeah. you need to know. Yeah. Everything. So what I think would be useful in the show that we are writing is to come up with one possible log line for the show. All right. So when, when two sisters, let's start there, right? Yeah. Uh, we can actually use the, the new hope one as sort of a, <laughs> sort of an outline. Yeah. So like a little guy. when an optimistic farm boy discovers that he has powers, when two sisters lose, Everything. Yeah. Uh, or I'll say this. When parasites are destroying the world, mm -hmm. two sisters um, in a world ravaged, ravaged by parasites, two sisters band together find comfort find comfort in new new friends and each other and each other while trying to figure out how this all happened and how they can stop it that's a pretty good log line. Yeah. You know, reverse threat. So when parasites are destroying the world or ra ravaging a nation, whatever, mm -hmm. two sisters find comfort in new friends and each other while trying to figure out how this all happened and how they can stop it. That's it. There's yeah. our log line. Simple. Right? Yeah. So if you want to hear what we talked about for the rest of that little part of the series, check out episode 10. You can get wherever you get your podcast, where you're getting this one, just look below it. There's probably a link to get to the page, to get to the podcast. You know how it works. Yeah. Uh, so. Which, if you listen to this episode, you more than likely listen to. Yeah, probably listen to number 10. <laughs> Hopefully. You uh, just started on but episode hey, maybe 11. this is your first yeah. one. Who knows? Maybe it is. What? Who knows? Who are we to say yeah. that it's not? Fuck uh, me, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go <laughs> I'm going to go out and get the stuff from the printer entertain the people. All right. Hey all you people, hey all you people, want you listen to me? So this right here, this is going to be our final little thing for today. So this is a thing that I had to do for class, but was not picked for the thing that my group is doing, and I have thoughts on the thing that my group is doing, and I want to kill myself, but don't whatever, I'm still filming this on my own time with help of my friend Amanda. So, this is what the assignment was, and this is what I did with it. So, you are going to do the dialogue part of this. Now, there is, okay. there's no re really no dialogue. Honestly, no dialogue, except for 
two lines, three lines. Um, but I think that it is a good, um, uh, a good representation of the fact that you don't always need words to tell a story, you know, show, not tell. Right. Yeah. So here we go. Act one, and you can see I did this in Final Draft. You can see it's just like it's so organized. It's set up just beautifully. It really is. It, oh. Henry, I could kiss you on the lips right now. Do it, pussy. <laughs> um, it's, it's... Sheesh! Nobody calls me a pussy. I don't think I've called anybody that in like years. I'm I'm glad that I'm glad I could share this with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Interior car day. Louis twenty one. Wearing a winter coat, is driving a car with Noel, 20, winter coat and hat, in the passenger seat. The car pulls into the woods and keeps driving. The car pulls into a small clearing before the trail gets narrow. Noel turns to Louis as if she is about to speak, but Louis puts up his hands nervously. Louis takes out a piece of paper from the glove box, grabs a pen from his bag. Apparently, I can't read today. I don't know what's happening. It's all good. That's me, like, every day. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> and writes the one episode we do the most reading. <laughs> and writes down, quote, be silent. Noel looks at the paper confused and then looks around them. There's nothing outside the car. Louis grabs the paper back and writes, stay here. I'll be right back. He hands the paper to Noel and then carefully opens the door. He gets out of the car and carefully shuts the door behind him. It doesn't click all the way. Noel watches him walk away very confused. Louis turns back periodically to make sure that she is staying put. Time jump, right? It's the car. It's the afternoon now. Noel peers around the rear view mirror and looks up at the setting sun. She looks at her watch. Louis is nowhere to be seen. She looks down at his note and reads it again. She takes her phone out and texts Louis. Louis's phone inside his bag. Uh, inside his bag, Louis's phone is inside his bag in the back seat. She slowly opens the car door and quietly steps outside. She looks around. Tree branches snap. Leaves rustle. The forest is alive. She is scared, but tries to follow Louis's footsteps to the ground. On the ground. <laughs> oh, the ground. Oh, the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I wrote this in ten minutes. Uh, the mud helps. She follows the footsteps, looking for Louis as much as she can. She peers around corners, trees, bushes, barbs, and other things, all trying to follow Louis's trail. There's a rustle behind her. Noelle turns to see nothing. She looks around, breathing heavily. Louis? Lu- oh, sorry. You were doing the dialogue. I was, I was in a thing. Just sorry. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. She looks around, breathing heavily. L- Louis? There's a piercing sound. She holds her head in pain. Her vision blurs. Noelle keeps holding her head while the sound increases in volume. Louis comes running to her in the woods and grabs her shoulders. Louis looks around frantically. He runs away from her toward the car and looks back at her. Louis is terrified. He screams. Noelle's headache stops and the sound goes away. The sound infects Louis's head. And Noelle turns to see him holding his head in pain. She runs to him. She goes to speak, but remembers the note that he left. Ah. Louis' headache... (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Louis' headache stops, and Noelle collapses in pain, holding her head. She sees Louis run to her. 
move her toward the car until she collapses again. Louis gestures to her as if to say, wait here. He runs toward the car and screams. Noelle sees him this time. The sound leaves her head and fills Louis. Noelle finally understands what's happening. She runs toward the car further and screams. Noelle collapses. Louis runs next to the car and screams. Noelle runs to the car and is about to scream, but Louis stops her. Noelle gets in the car. Louis struggles but enters the car. The second that the door closes, the noise stops. Louis starts the car. He turns to Noelle. Next time, stay in the fucking car. Louis drives away. There's a shot of the empty forest. Blackout. Mm. And that's it. That was pretty good. It's pretty sexy. It's pretty quiet. I like it. Yeah. I like it. And it's called Quiet. Uh, it's not a quiet place. No. It's called Quiet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> By no means is it a quiet place. So all that I'll say, everyone who's writing out there, is show don't tell. You know, get a good log line of anything that you're developing. Tell us, by the way, mm-hmm. if you are developing anything right now. Yeah, We want to hear that you listened to this and you've been like, oh, well, this worked and this didn't work or, you know, whatever. Uh, But all this being said, all this being done, did we miss anything that I gotta gotta do? I don't think so. Well, then thank you guys for listening. I said it this time. Thank you guys (laughs) for listening. Now, if you want more of the Writer's Room, you go to the patreon.com forward slash the Writer's Room pod, or you can just get new episodes for free every single Monday at 12.01 a.m. So we're going to be there on your drive to work, or if you're coming home late. Uh, you know, thank you guys once again for sticking yeah. with us and, and thank just, you. Just, just being here. It's fucking awesome to, to hear people come up to both of us and say that they're listening and that they're enjoying it and that they're they think it's funny or think think it's crazy or or uh whatever and jared do you have any final thoughts for the people yeah yeah yeah. do you ever think that birds think that airplanes are also birds yeah <laughs> see you next see you next time You know, every once in a while, you have one that just fucks me up for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, my God.